Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to episode 18 of the Finding Clarity podcast. I'm George Cannon, and I am so glad that you're taking a few moments out of your busy schedule to listen to this short, brief discussion about Christianity. Finding Clarity podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, and the purpose of this podcast is to answer your questions that you might have about some aspect concerning Christianity. And what we try to do in about a 15 to 20 minute segment is try to address a question that you might have or that someone else might have concerning an issue that you're pondering at that moment. In fact, our question today is going to be one that really comes up every once in a while. And actually, I'm quite amazed that it comes up, but it needs to be addressed because I'm amazed at how many people don't truly understand what the Bible says about this issue. Our question today has to do with, is suicide unforgivable? Is suicide unforgivable? You know, as I've been pastoring over the last 20 years, I have been amazed sometimes when the tragedy of suicide takes place in a family when a loved one decides to take their own life. I have been amazed to watch well-meaning Christians make statements concerning the spiritual well-being of the person who took their life. I've been amazed and actually shocked at really a level of ignorance concerning what the Bible says. And that's why I think this is such an important question to answer today in our podcast. First of all, we're not going to discuss the whole issue of suicide. I I think folks are very much aware that suicide does take place. Suicide is something that is occurring many times, and we need to be careful how we talk about it. But the reality is, is my concern today is, is talking about it in reference to where someone's at who has taken this action. It's not to encourage it, but to address the ignorance on the part of well-meaning Christians. I'll give you a story of what I'm talking about. In my ministry, I've, I, there have been many different individuals through the years that have taken that course and have sadly ended their lives. And I have been distressed afterwards. Occasionally, I will have someone come up to me and they will make the bold claim, well, You know, I thought they were a Christian, but since they did this, I know they're in hell now. Talk about insensitivity and talk about ignorance. Usually what I find is, is that those folks are not influenced by the scripture in their assessment, but more so by a medieval concept of sin that's long ago been shown to be wrong thinking. What do you mean? Well, back in the early ages of Christianity, and even up to the age when in the West there was one church, the medieval Catholic church, 
suicide was viewed as, and is viewed as a mortal sin. It's a sin against God by taking your own life. And if sin, a mortal sin, is not dealt with, then what happens is, is that if a mortal sin takes place, the judgment that results is pretty significant. The person who dies in their mortal sin will face hell. They'll go to hell for their sin. In fact, one of the one one ancient writer said that those who commit sin cannot cannot repent. Obviously so, they're not going to be able to repent. So therefore God rejects them. They are not going to be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, that was the medieval position. I'm amazed that somehow in Protestant churches who are not a part of the Catholic Church and who hold Scripture as their main reference would still hold on to a medieval thought point because even the Catholic Church doesn't hold on to that thought point today. In fact, the Catholic Church very clearly feels, and this is an official statement, that, in, that a person who committed suicide may not always be in their right mind and thus not 100% morally culpable for their action. And so so even the Catholic Church doesn't necessarily hold to that old viewpoint that was that existed. But yet I find today Bible-believing Christians who have embraced this concept now, what's going on here? Why would they hold on to this concept? Well, I'm going to be flat out honest with you. It's because they don't truly understand the issue of forgiveness. If you sat them down for a moment and you said to them, is there any sin that God cannot forgive? If they know their Bible, if they understand Christianity, they would realize and would answer probably and say, no, there isn't a sin except one sin, and that's unbelief, not putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That is the only sin. In fact, in fact, isn't that what the scripture tells us? If we go all the way to Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 20, when it talks about the judgment that will take place in the end, it says this, verse 11, I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which was the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works and by the things that were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Now listen to verse 15. And anyone not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Here it's very clearly saying in the last book, when it's talking about the future, that in the final judgment, those who will be cast into the lake of fire for eternity, damnation for eternity, are those who have not committed their lives to follow Christ and are written in the book of life. So when you have somebody who is maybe suffering through some sort of mental health issue or depression or anguish or fear, 
and they have taken their life. I would say, whether it was willful or not, the reality is, is that they can be forgiven. Is it wrong? Yes. Should not happen. But God forgives. In fact, I would go so far as to say that he forgives all of our sins because our salvation, listen to me, our salvation, our hope for a future in heaven with Christ is not based upon what you and I do because we could never do what we need to do to attain our salvation. In fact, isn't that what Ephesians chapter 2 says? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. The reality is, is that salvation is not based upon what I do. It's based upon all that he has done and all that he has accomplished by his death on the cross. Okay, so let's back up. We're talking about this issue. Can suicide, is it unforgivable? My answer to that, direct answer is, it's not unforgivable. It can be forgiven. So if you have a, a, a Christian loved one who's committed their life to Christ, and I have known some over the years who, who in the despondency of their mind, in the suffering of their mind, have taken their own lives, I believe for a fact that I'm going to see them on the other side when I go to be with Jesus. Why? Because they put their hope and faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And it's not their action that condemns them. It's their faith that saves them. Jesus died. He did the action to pay the penalty for their sin. So, I would say right off the bat, first of all, we need to understand forgiveness. Now that we've answered the question biblically, I kind of would like to look at the question from another perspective, from a pastoral perspective. I, I am always amazed. This, this question is not the kind of question that's raised in the everyday course of life. Not, it's not raised in the everyday course of church life. Most Christians, most evangelical believers, Bible-believing believers, have a concept already that God forgives sin. And that there's no sin that he can't forgive other than unbelief. When you have somebody who has done this great tragic event of taking their own life, it really is, it really is a significant event in the life of that person's family. I mean, we, we understand that death Death is a significant event for all of us. It's tragic. But it's even more tragic for someone, for a loved one, to take their own life. The family wrestles with questions. I've seen this. They've wrestled with questions. Why did this happen? Why did they do that? I, if I had only seen, maybe we could have stopped it. And, and there, there's just a wrestling there that goes on and, they're dealing with a very deep grief in their life and pain concerning what happened. Now, for some reason, this question appears only when this type of thing happens. 
It's never asked directly to the family. It's never made to the family, but it's in the background. It's quietly being said in the background. And and my fear is, is that, you know, even though it's not directly being said to the family, it's somehow I always feel like it's going to indirectly filter to them. That now there's a question about where their loved one is, especially if they were a committed believer in Jesus Christ. And I'm just going to be flat out honest with you. I think that that is the height of insensitivity. You know, if we want to wrestle with questions about what God can forgive and not forgive, I think those are things that are left for meaningful discussion in Bible studies or whatever, but not during the time of such a tragedy. Because, rather, it doesn't reflect anything about the person who did this, but really it's reflecting something about the person who's asking the question or making the statement. It's reflecting that they don't truly understand the forgiveness of God. And number two, they don't truly understand the tragedy of suicide. And I think that's where maybe as a pastor I need to make sure that we communicate incessantly what is the forgiveness of God. And also we need to do our part to educate people concerning the tragedy of suicide. I've tried my best to try to answer this question. I know that it is a question that comes up. I'll probably will face it again. I don't relish that thought. But I think it's time for us as a people of God to educate ourselves so that maybe we can address it and say, you know what, this isn't the issue. If they know Jesus, they're with Jesus. It's tragic, but this isn't the issue. Finding Clarity Podcast is a ministry of Kerwinsville Christian Church where we try to answer your questions. If you have a question, you can try to contact us through our Facebook page, KerwinsvilleChristian.org. Just go to the contact page, submit your question, and we will do our best to answer your question in this podcast. If you attend our church, you can just drop a question in the offering plate, or you can come talk to me personally, and we will look at maybe putting your question on the podcast. If you don't have a church where you're attending, we would encourage you, if you live in the Kerwinsville, Clearfield County area, that you would attend our church. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. Our service is at 1045 in the morning. We're a come-as-you-are church, so you don't have to worry about how you dress up. Our service is pretty laid-back contemporary, and you're going to hear the Word of God presented to you in a way that you will be able to understand and hopefully to encourage you in your relationship with Jesus Christ. You can find our podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Just simply go there and type in Finding Clarity Podcast, and you'll see a link there somehow to subscribe to our podcast. If you want to locate us on Facebook, we would encourage you going by our Facebook page and liking our page or sharing our page so that others can find out about our podcast. It's at facebook.com slash Finding Clarity Podcast. Next week, we're going to look at the question. It's a very theological question, but yet one that confuses a lot of folks. What is the Trinity? 
And why doesn't the Bible say anything about it? That's what we're going to look at next week. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. Take care until next week.